You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. They call it social distancing, a concept that some members of The Dan Patrick Show have been practicing for years. Uh, I remember this girl going, gross, get away from me. (laughs) Some members of the show struggle giving people personal space. I think we all need to hug as often as possible during the breaks, after the show, before the show. Never with you, ever. But with recent events, it's important to remember that the Dan Patrick Show is available with no human interaction. None. No. So listen on your radio, via podcast, or even YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. A safe place to go. Dan Patrick. Welcome to The Dan Patrick Show. Temporarily not working from home. Or the studio. Basically, what I'm saying is Dan Patrick is off today. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Studios in Los Angeles. In for Dan Patrick. Uh, hey, I want to thank you guys for filling in, too. The reaction has been great. Is Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb. Welcome inside Hour 2 of the program. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb from Fox Sports Radio. In for Dan and the Danettes today. Dan and the Danettes taking a planned week off this week. So they're off all week. They had this planned week of vacation. Everything is fine. Andrew Perloff is online talking to people. Everything is good. Uh, Just a week off for them as uh, you and I filling in today and you and I combining filling in over the course of this week here on the show. And uh, so far in in the first hour, we we, we covered social distancing. We've covered binge watching on television. uh, We've covered the NBA. We've covered the Olympics. And now it's time to get to the National Football League. Time to get to the NFL. Can we not talk about like Cam, this, this? This sudden Cam Newton is the greatest player ever. Why isn't he signed? Thing is kind of kind of comical to me. <laughs> the odds of the new quarterback for the New England Patriots this coming season are out. Actually, for twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. I think the only thing crazier than than Cam Newton is people who think that Deshaun Watson is going to end up with the Patriots. Right. I love that part. Yes, of it. Uh, but the odds are out, and for twenty twenty. The odds are Jared Stidham, number one, will, will be the quarterback, who is obviously there to take over. Uh, Brian Hoyer. Cam Newton is third, followed by Andy Dalton, Cody Kessler, and Jameis Winston. Those are your six favorites, according to Vegas, put on the odds, to be the starting quarterback week one for the Patriots this season. Stidham, Hoyer, Cam, Dalton, Kessler, Jameis Winston. The odds change in 2021 because Deshaun Watson becomes the third favorite to start in 2021, but let's deal with this first part here. Stidham, Hoyer, and now suddenly Cam Newton, and Patriots fans everywhere want Cam Newton to be the starting quarterback Ooh. of the Patriots. Ooh. Oh, You get you all, all over social media, all over the... Fans want Cam Newton. They want Cam Newton to be their guy because they want somebody. I mean, you know, I think Patriots fans are saying, all right, we lost Brady. Who you got next? Wait a minute. You're going to try to make Jared Stidham work? You're going to try to make Brian Hoyer work again? Uh, wait a minute. We want Cam Newton. We want a name. We need somebody that's going to be able to push the football downfield. Now, that part I get. I understand the Patriots fans. Listen, we just had 20 years of the fast lane. We want to. I want to stay in the fast lane. But I think the reality that people have to understand, you know, I know you got some stuff on Cam Newton, but – the Patriots aren't going to try to compete this year with 
Brady and who can win the breakup. Right? Brady's all in in Tampa. Right? That's a win now situation. He's got great weapons at wide receiver. He's got a pretty good young defense. He's there to show you, you know what? It's like the wire. You know, Belichick and Brady were like Avon and Stringer. Right? Hey, we're close. We did a lot together. But in the end, we got it. Sorry, spoiler alert. We got it. We got it. One of them's got to get the other one. Right? So there's going to be this Brady wants to prove everybody wrong and show you, look, I'm out from New England. I'm out for everything going on. Watch me win. And I'm going to do better than Belichick did. And Belichick and the Patriots are taking a different tack of, well, we're going to kind of rebuild now here a little bit, which is good news for the Patriots because it tells me that Belichick's going to be around for a long time, that he's going to see through. But this is going to be one of those bridge-type years where they figure stuff out. They don't have a lot of money. Uh, you know, Maybe they wind up uh, making a trade here or there. But I don't know that they're going to go crazy. Look, they haven't added players in free agency. They haven't uh, made a big splash and said, we're going to do X, Y, and Z to replace Tom Brady. This looks like this is going to be that kind of bridge year where I yeah could Stidham or Hoyer be the quarterbacks here? Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, could they sign a veteran to come in at some point? They signed Brian Hoyer to be that guy. So I, I think this is this is the Patriots you're going to see, and it's going to be we're going to figure things out, and then 2021 or after the draft happens when we get our quarterback of the future in place, then you're going to see us really make moves. Yes, let's start with the Cam Newton thing. I haven't heard Patriots fandom. I want him, but last week it was, well, the Bears should have gotten him, but why didn't the Chargers get him? Like, you have to understand what a unique fit Cam Newton would have to be. And I do think that when, look, when Carolina let him go, all right, you can chalk that one up to a regime change if you want. You know, the regime change, they just wanted to start, start fresh. But when the Washington Redskins trade for a Panthers quarterback, and it's not Cam Newton. And then, you know, you got the head coach saying, um, you know, the thing, you know, the thing we get is we get somebody who knows the system. Like, who knows what the Carolina Panthers want to do better than Cam Newton? Like, he was the starting quarterback. Scott Turner comes over, Norv Turner's son, who uh, Cam had worked with the last couple of years. So it's pretty obvious that Ron Rivera won what wasn't quite down. The second part is the money does matter. Cam Newton's not coming to play for like a million dollars to prove it, right? Like he views himself. He's in that, he's screwed. He's in that, he still views himself as an MVP who's got to prove himself. Like, all right, you want to prove myself? Fine. Let me be the starter for 20, 25 million for two years, right? Teddy Bridgewater hasn't been, a, he started five games this year, barely threw the ball and he gets 20 million a year for three straight for three years. Like I'm better than that. I should get more, which I guess on paper he should, but no one knows if his arms sound. He didn't throw the ball. He hasn't thrown the ball well in over a year. Like, there's a reason they shut him down. And then you factor in, like, he's never been a terribly accurate passer. He's only been in one place, and the place the coaches that had him didn't want him. You know, I I don't know where where a home is, but it's definitely not New England. That's not how they roll. That's not who they are. They're not a team that goes out and signs free agents. They're not a guy who can sign a guy who's injury injury plagued the last couple of years and be able to take him or want to take him. And they're a guy they're they're an offense that is one very cerebral and two all about accuracy. And that's not what Cam Newton's about. And Cam Newton's all about Cam. He's not about team. That's not what the Patriots about. So he's not going there. Like that's not happening. Usually you go somewhere where you've worked with somebody before, right? Where you have there's a connection there. And there just isn't with him outside of Buffalo. And the Redskins, and neither want him as their quarterback. 
Well, and also you have to understand that Cam gets a clean bill of health from the Panthers doctors before he gets released, right? He gets clean. Everything is good. Okay, if I want you, I want to be able to examine, have my own doctors yes. look at you. Yes, and that hurts him. That can't happen, right? That can't happen. Who knows when that can happen? But still, even though he's released, he's out there. I get a clean bill. Okay, well, you know what? If the Patriots wanted him, they'd have gone after him. If they Correct. wanted Jameis Winston, they'd have gone after him. If anybody wanted Jameis Winston, they'd have gone after him. If anybody else wanted Cam Newton, they'd have gone after him now and at least kicked the tires. But you have not heard one team, hey, sources, because you know his agent would leak out, hey, sources, Cam is talking with the the Bengals. Cam is talking well, I, with you. Cam, Cam I, is here. I, You're not getting that. I think right now they're in. He and Jameis are in wait and see what happens with the draft. Who doesn't get their targets at the draft? Like what really happens? All right. So Burrow goes one. I think Chase Young goes two. What happens at three with with Detroit? Do they really try and trade Stafford? I don't think so because there's no there's no sensible home for him. Um, does somebody trade up with Detroit? Who is it? Is it the Chargers? Is it the Dolphins? You know, um, you know, is it is it the Raiders who decide we want Tua and all this stuff has been a smokescreen that we suddenly like Derek Carr now? I think that's what those that's the mode those guys are in, and they're just kind of have to play the long game. But I I'll just tell you, like, look, you start to go through team by team by team, and I'll disagree with you a little bit as far as where the Patriots are. But Cam struggles to be a backup because the backup. You're supposed to be ready to be a starter, but it's all about getting the starter ready. So you're not going to put him in a locker room with a with a young guy who's not proven because his ego, his resume, that that's not going to work. Plus, that's just not who he is. He's not a guy who's going to help the other guy. You're not going to put him with a rookie, you know, and eventually, you know, the rookie takes over. Like, that's not going to go well. So who? what quarterback-starved team needs Ken Newton? Could it be the Dolphins? Maybe if they don't get one of their targets in the draft, but would they prefer Ryan Fitzpatrick to a Cam Newton? And like, and there's all these people like they don't like Tyrod Taylor. Like, all right, well, Tyrod Taylor has played for Anthony Lynn before in Buffalo. They went to the playoffs, and Tyrod Taylor does two things that Philip Rivers did not do, which is doesn't turn the ball over, and he can move. He can't he can't run screen pass with Philip Rivers. He cannot move. Can't move. And is Cam Newton empirically better than Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, if he's healthy. Don't know if he's healthy with his arm. Don't know if he's healthy with his legs. Hasn't been there before. And Tyrod Taylor makes $7.5 million. They can move on from him really easily. You're not going to get Cam Newton for that. So I think Cam Newton's going to have a tough time finding a home. This is one of the things that happened to Colin Kaepernick. Like, everybody thinks that Colin Kaepernick was out of the league simply because he was kneeling. Like, no, it's because he wanted to, he wanted to be a starter. And he wasn't a starter. And to be a backup, you got to be all about the starter. you got to be all about somebody else. And he wanted too much money. And, you know, he had, no one knew how healthy he was. He had arm problems. He had leg problems. It's the same thing, only you don't have the, the kneeling, you know. And, but Cam hadn't been healthy. Um, here's the thing with the Patriots. I don't know if Jared Stidham can play. I can't tell you that if you look, like Jared Stidham was a really highly touted kid coming out, went to Baylor, went to Baylor mm-hmm. then went to Auburn. As it, was he great at Auburn? Like, I don't know. He was okay. He was good. They were not a very good team. Um, but it was because their defense was terrible, not not so that he was terrible. He's had a year there. Hoyer is the guy who's been in that system, knows that system, kind of like he's the consummate backup type who can start in a pinch spot. I don't think they're going to – I would agree with you. They're not trying to win the divorce. I think they're going to try and be who the Patriots have always been. And I'm not sure there's a terrible case to be made that they couldn't be – 
somewhere slightly less than what they were last year. Because if we would all agree that Tom Brady wasn't great, you can tell me that Tom Brady wasn't great because he didn't have great players around him. Okay. But Tom Brady was still 42 years old. He wasn't great himself. Can Jared Stidham be at least that? Because remember, they won on defense and special teams, trick plays. Oh, first last nine year. weeks, they scored They scored every week on defense. Right. And they they also had a soft some, some soft spots in their schedule. And we don't know what the division looks like. It looks like it should be better. Buffalo back from the playoffs. Jets, when healthy, should be better. Um, and you would think Miami's better. But, you know, if the league is, the vision is slightly better, they're still going to have that defense. They're still going to run the football. They're still going to be coached by Josh McDaniels. And if he can figure it out, they can, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to try. They'll, they're able to win the whole thing. I don't think it's crazy to think they can be some, somewhat similar to be as competitive as they were last year. You know, because but they're not going to go over the top to say, OK, no. now Brady's gone. Now not we're going to pay. Are. Now we're going to bring this guy in, bring this guy in. Because I'll tell you this, if you if I had to put money on who the Patriots are going to tab and say, this is our quarterback of the future. Yes, I would say they're going to draft Jalen Hurts. And he's going to be the guy they groom like they groom Garoppolo because that's what the Patriots want to do. Let's get a young, athletic, cheap quarterback because this is the way the NFL is going. Let's make sure we got a guy that can make plays in the modern NFL, which is not just drop back and, and be a statue. That's kind of what every team wants, and that's what the Patriots want. You have the connection of Hertz with Saban, with Belichick. He was able to go and become a guy who at Alabama I thought was very overrated. Because I, did he make enough plays? Was he dynamic enough? I didn't see that. But then he goes to Oklahoma. Yeah. You put him in that offense, and suddenly, bang, Lincoln Riley's got him. Hey, he's he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. So he really showed, hey, I went somewhere, and I learned an entirely new offense in a year, and look what I did. He's going to be the guy the Patriots are going to identify and say, he's our one. And they'll do it just like with Garoppolo, because what did they do? Did they rush Garoppolo along? No, he waited for a long time to finally get his chance. And he played well in the four games, and it was, okay, Garoppolo's our guy. That's kind of how I see this quarterback room going for the Patriots. It's going to be Stidham, it's going to be Hoyer, and then it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Is the pressure to put Hurts in going to be immense if Stidham throws up on himself? Sure it will be. But again, as you said, that's not how the Patriots do things. But if I'm looking at their quarterback, I would like to say they jump up for Tua, but they're not going to trade the draft capital to go all the way up to number three, even though Matt Patricia is there. And, hey, that I, can, I like, it's a like, lot to give up for the Patriots. I would agree, and it would be very it, – it would, it would not be their style, but – but you know, times change. I don't know. I don't. I mean, Jalen Hurts. I don't know where he goes, third, fourth round, or whatever. Uh, maybe he gets drafted a little bit higher. Um, you know, the 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 mo on him is he he has a a bag of chips on his shoulder. Like he thinks the world has done him terribly wrong. And um, look, he's a he's a he is a smart football player from a football family who's played a lot of foot a lot of quarterback but he still has the same issues. And I would say when you start that much and you're a guy who holds the ball a bit too long, he has to, he's not an anticipatory thrower at all. Like, I don't think he's Belichick's kind of guy, even though he's bright, which is Belichick's kind of guy. Like everybody's about anticipatory throws, seeing it before it happens. And that's not who Jalen hurts is. He throws the guys who are wide open or he runs the football. That's what he does. Um, and he's not crazy accurate. So I do think the idea of getting a smart quarterback who may be lacking something, you know, that that's a that's a possibility. Um, you know, a a Burrow is his type of guy. The problem is Burrow is going to go too high this year, right? Burrow is super smart, crazy accurate, 
doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, but in the checklist of things that you need for a starting quarterback in the NFL, that's like fourth or fifth. You need all the other things that he has, great feet. And so I think that's what he'd be looking for. And I again, I, I think we, do, we just don't know. It's because the NFL works in a different, the opposite fashion of the NBA. The NBA has the draft, then it has free agency. The NFL has free agency, then they have the draft. And as we've seen before, some teams, even what they do in free agency doesn't matter if, if the right guy becomes available. Philadelphia, remember, they had Sam Bradford. They overpaid for him. They, they, they saw Carson Wentz is available. They jump up, get Carson Wentz. We saw the same thing with the Chicago Bears, right? They get Mike Lennon, and then they, they trade up, and they get Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. We, we saw it with the Cardinals two years ago. They had two-head Sam Bradford, and they end up getting Josh Rosen. Trade up to get Josh Rosen, and then part ways with Josh Rosen. So I think there, there's it, it, it goes in waves. I think the Patriots are set. They may take a guy second or third day, but I don't think anybody who's going to – I would agree with you. Not anybody who's going to get in that – quarterback room and starter play this year. But I, I don't think Hertz is, I could be wrong. I don't think Hertz is the guy. Twitter at how about a fresca Doug at Gottlieb show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. We'll see what Jeff Schwartz has to say. Former NFL, OL Sirius XM, NFL college football analyst has to say, is there a home for Jameis Winston? Is there a right fit for Cam Newton? All that and more coming up next. Keep it right here. Happy Monday, Fox sports radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, a planned week off. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for them today. And we talked about the Patriots and what they're likely going to do at quarterback this season a few minutes ago. And now we get this story that maybe Tom Brady was his best friend of himself during free agency. Uh, Jason Light, GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, went on ESPN early this morning and said that on the first day of free agency, Tom Brady was actually the one selling them on why he should go to Tampa Bay. Prior to that time, during the legal tampering period, teams only able to talk to player agents, get a feel for interest. But uh, Brady was the one who talked to them and pitched himself on joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, being the narrative of there was one team I wanted and this is the team I want. See, this is what Notre Dame always used to do. There was always, when they would pick a head coach, it was always, all right, they had all these names, but you would hear one name and then that turned out to be the head coach. Sources say Notre Dame is talking with Brian Kelly. Sources say this, and then that would wind up being the coach. I feel like this is a bit of, well, we want everybody to know that Tom could have gone anywhere, but he picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when maybe that robust market for Brady wasn't quite what they thought it was going to be and what he thought it was going to be going into the draft, well, going into free agency. Well, I've, I've talked to a couple of people who were around kind of this process, and I think everybody was like, Tampa? Like Tampa just didn't doesn't feel like like Tom Brady's regal doesn't feel like it. I think the Miami thing was real just because that's where his wife wants to be, where they you know he has another child who's in New York. New York is going to be home. New York is home. That's why they they bought that house in Greenwich. And this is that 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 even though and I think he kind of did the same thing when he talked to the Chargers was like. That was how he preferred, you know, he, he, he really invested in the process, knowing everybody involved and making everybody feel like he wants to play for them. And ultimately Tampa was the decision, but I, I think it was, I think Miami was in terms of destination, the one he wanted to go to. Um, 
I think the Chargers probably had the best personnel and the best market. And I think Tampa hit everything other than market. And it's close enough in terms of location. I think that was really the thinking. Short flight to New York. Joining us now on the hotline, Jeff Schwartz, former NFL offensive lineman, Sirius XM NFL college football analyst. Jeff, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I am fantastic. How you guys doing today? Good. Hey, before we get into Brady, you know what's how are you doing? How, what's your life been like the last couple of weeks? How are you getting by day to day? Um, I learned I need to buy a new backboard for my house. I learned that it's not good enough for for Gollyb over there. The backboard I have in my house. Otherwise, I've been. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, NFL is still happening, so I've had work, um, and the kids are at home, and the wife's a nurse. She's not at the hospital for now, so she hasn't had to uh, to go in and do that. But just it's it's been hectic on her side. But otherwise, look, we're, we're getting by. I mean, nothing you can do about it. So just try to make the best of it. All right, here's the backboard discussion. So Schwartz is tweeting stuff and about his hoop, and um, and he's got some. He's he's building this beautiful pool. In Charlotte, and they, you know, they had there's some poolside stuff where the pool's being installed, but it didn't stop his wife from, I think, laying out and and enjoying Correct. a beautiful spring day in the mm-hmm. Carolinas. So he's he's putting, I don't know what he's putting, you know, around my neck of the woods. You put in a pool like that, you're getting into six figures. Is that right? So it's now he's got yeah, some, many, yeah, it's plus six figures. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> meanwhile, his hoop is like the small backboard. It's got the ceramic. It's ceramic backboard. It's probably eight <laughs> feet high. It looks like he's. Ooh, I mean, he's, may not be eight feet high. Not eight feet high. <laughs> probably eight six, maybe nine feet. Anyway, it just it's, like it's, it's the top is ten feet. The very top is ten feet. Okay. So <laughs> the, the, the point the top is, of the backboard is ten the, feet. <laughs> the point is this: if I need you, put you in touch with the gorilla guys or somebody. You know the the. I think it's Garrett G A R E D. Right. If, if I need to put you in touch with a basketball yeah. hoop, you can't pull up to a, a a professional athlete's house, a beautiful home, beautiful decor, brand new uh, pool out back, and have some janky synthetic backboard that looks like you picked it up <laughs> off of uh, the Facebook marketplace and just stuck it out front. You can't do that, Schwartz. Dick Sporting Goods um, is where I picked it up from. And yes, if you want to put me in touch with someone, they'll get me a real. You can go to Dick's. You, can, you go to Dick Sporting Goods. They have the real backboard. You went to. You went to which one is on sale? What's the <laughs> least I can pay to make it look like yeah. I have a basketball hoop out front? Yes, because my it's for my son mostly. Yes, and at his age, at five, I don't think he cares very much what the what the material of the backboard is. Well, here's the thing, so, though: on a, on a synthetic backboard, <laughs> you could throw fire a, a a basketball out of a cannon. If it hits the backboard, it's going into the hoop, right? Because that's, that's... It just deadens it. It just completely it falls right through. It, right? I understand that you need to be able to lower it. You know, you don't want him shooting on 10 feet till he's like fifth or sixth grade for form. But uh, you, you need to invest, you know, every little Jewish kid in Carolina is going to want to grow up and be a basketball player. You got to get him a better hoop than that. Man. All right. Anyway. Um, okay. So here's my, my Cam Newton thing is... I just I I don't think people understand truly how the business works between how much money and how many years he's probably going to want the fact that he's not really wired to be a backup and some teams are investing their young player or they don't want to bring in somebody like him to sit behind nor does he want to come in and sit he wants to start and there's just not that many jobs out there and then you go along with nobody knows how healthy he is so what and he hasn't played for another team so we don't know how he'll do in a new offense all those are valid, and I think that's the reason why he's not signed. They're each a piece of the reason why. I think, number one, 
as you mentioned, the health in, in the middle of that, look, he seems healthy on, on Instagram, right? He's posting videos of him throwing. He had a physical in Atlanta, but the thing with those physicals is that because he's been so hurt, remember, he's basically been hurt for a year and a half of football time, almost, almost, almost two years now in kind of, in kind of real time. Um, but you know, the, the team that signs him is going to want their own hands on him, right? They're going to want their own doctors, their own scans, their own trainers to look at him and make sure he's healthy. And you just can't do that right now. So even though he passed a physical in Atlanta, that, that's not like, it's not the Chargers team doctor, right? So that's a big part of this as well. Right. And then I think the part you mentioned that is probably even more important is there's just not a lot of places to go right now to be the starter. There really isn't. Because even, even the Chargers, I almost call them San Diego again, um, the, you, could, you could see them roll out Tyrod Taylor, yep. who has played for that coach before, um, and draft a tackle at six, which is a great year for a left tackle, and then draft a quarterback next year because they have a, you know, everyone knows, everything else is set there. They're off at the line. They've, they, they've redone. They added some pieces on defense. They have, they have to sign Hunter Henry to a long-term contract, and you don't need Cam this year. So there's just not a lot of offense for him. And to your point of being a backup is, yes, I do not see him as being a backup. Now, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to be a mentor. We've seen many veteran quarterbacks, Flacco, Big Ben, Eli, say, look, I'm not going to be a mentor. And I get it. There's, there's, there's nothing about, uh, you know, there's nothing you says you have to mentor a young guy. And Cam probably doesn't want to do that. So there's just not a lot of choices for him right now. Jeff, uh, better odds he's in the NFL or not in the NFL this season? Oh, he'll be in the NFL because I think a couple of things will happen. But it's tough because the timeline is so different now without offseason program is, you know, there'll be a team in the, in, who misses on their quarterback in the draft. Somebody. I, I don't, it, might be, it might be L.A. I mean, L.A. might say, look, we want to get Justin Herbert. We want to. Uh, uh, those guys aren't available. You go through the draft. Okay, we sign Cam Newton. Or, or someone else. You know, Miami, let's say they stick at five, you know, for some reason. All the quarterbacks. There's a bunch of trades up, and two on Herbert are gone. Um, and they say, look, we're going to sign Cam Newton. So there's, there's, a, there's a possibility that this can happen after the draft. You wait and see if, if you're a team. And I don't think he fits in New England, but New England might say, look, we, we, you know, the, the price was too steep for, for Dalton. Uh, we, you know, we didn't draft the quarterback in the first round. Cam's our guy. I think after the draft, we'll see some movement on Cam Newton um, where teams who miss out on the guy they want in the draft look at the Fraser market and say, look, we have Cam. We probably have Dalton. We have Winston. I'm going to sign Cam. So I think, I think after the draft is where you see him. So he's not going to miss the season. I mean, that, that, that's preposterous. He's too good to, to miss the season. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks are starting right now. Name him. Well, I saw someone today talk about the Bills should sign him to be a backup for Josh Allen. He's better than Josh Allen. He's no, he's not. No, he's not. Stop. Stop that. Stop that. No, he's not. Oh, jeez. No, he's not. Doug. What Cam Newton? Josh, which one? Wait, Josh, no, no, no. I look, look, which one? Well, well, Oh, I mean, are we assuming he's healthy? Okay, listen, listen. I mean, Here, here's the point. If, if, who's the head coach? Who's the head coach? Uh, McDermott. Okay, where was McDermott before he was before he was in in Buffalo? Yeah, Carolina. Okay, do you think for one second if he thought I can get when a better quarterback? MVP, by the way, took him to the Super Bowl. I know he did. How many um, years ago was that? How what? How many years ago was that? Oh, that was five years ago. Now it's a five year. Everything yeah, but, changes in five years. The, it does. But Five look, years ago, he it's hasn't look, been good. He was good for a little bit. Two years later, he was, since he was really good. He was really good the first half of 2018. By the way, highest completion percentage in his career. Team was six and two. He was playing really well before he got hurt. And that's what you look at. You say, look, is if you get a healthy Cam Noon, are you going to get 2018 Cam Noon? We can put 67 percent of his passes. He had you know 15 touchdowns. He ran the ball well. 
you, you move the offense, limited turnovers. Are you getting that guy or are you getting injured Cam Newton? If, you're, if you think you're getting the healthy guy, he's better than Josh Allen. Are you kidding me? Josh Allen was awful last year. Josh Allen went to the playoffs last year, didn't he? Oh, God. he's we're actually he's actually again. very they're actually very similar. They both have big arms. They're both inaccurate, and one can run, and the one who can run is not named Cam Newton. He doesn't run anymore. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. And and, and is, is, it, is it is it fair is it fair to wonder? And look, I I'm not sold on Josh Allen being great or that he'll ever be at the level that Cam Newton was five years ago. But we're not talking about five years ago. We're talking about Cam Newton off of a shoulder surgery where he looked like he could not throw a football, and off of, and he doesn't run anymore. So you're, it's it's you're 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 it's it's like people he's he's not the same guy he's just not and Josh Allen is in the part of his career you would expect him to continue to grow and mature he improved from year one to year two did he not he did but data has shown that if you're below replacement which he was for the last two years if you start your career with your first two seasons starting below replacement there's one guy I think in the last 25 years that has started that way and become even an average starter. That was Alex Smith in San Francisco, who didn't become really good, obviously, last year yeah. you know, with Harbaugh and then became really good with Kansas City. So um, I wouldn't sign Cam Newton to start over Josh Allen. I mean, you asked me who's better than I saw that this morning. Someone said, well, the, the Bills should sign Cam to be a backup. I, he, he beat Josh Allen on camp. What are you talking about? I, I don't know if he would. And then, of course, there's the financial issues to it. And I also think that a lot of people don't think he's the same He's not the same guy, just not the same cat. Well, yeah, because injuries is an actual concern. That's why I think the holdup is right. because he, he can't get a physical. I mean, I, and I, I know, again, I understand the idea that he got one already in Atlanta, but, again, that wasn't a Chargers team doctor. It wasn't no, a Chargers team yeah. doctor. They're going to want to see him. Jeff Schwartz, our guest, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeff Schwartz. That is at Jeff Schwartz. All right, the other part of this domino, we talked about him a couple minutes ago again, is Jameis Winston, who has been sitting out there. And look, I know that we try to keep making Jameis Winston of the Patriots happen because it would be a great storyline. Uh, what's, the, what's the best fit for Jameis Winston? The guy can make plays, but he gives the ball to the other team way too much. Yeah. He's gonna have to be. I think he's gonna have to be a backup for a year. Um, I, I just I can't see a team investing in someone who turns the ball over so much, um, and, and that to me feels like the biggest issue. And even look, last year, his thirty interceptions. Obviously, if you look at his career, he averaged about sixteen or seventeen before that. So he's not going to do this again next season. But how do you trust him? And so I think you look at a couple places like if you went to Pittsburgh. I know people are throwing it out there. Pittsburgh would kind of be interesting because you know Big Ben is getting up in his career. He's getting older. Obviously, got hurt last year. That feels like a place where Jameis can go, be a backup, and then eventually fill in for, for Big Ben if he gets hurt, or maybe even next year, just kind of a year to rehab. It feels a lot like the Ryan Tannehill situation where, you know, you, you, you become a backup, you get in for whatever reason. Obviously, I don't think Big Ben will be benched for performance reasons. Um, and then you just have a great second half of the season, and someone signs you again to be the starter, or you stay with your same team. So I think he needs one of those seasons where he finds a good backup situation and then, um, you know, becomes a starter in a couple of years. I, I just, I can't see a team, especially with the options in the draft, you got to figure, you know, at least five guys, four, four, four quarterbacks going in the first round. Um, I, I can't see, I just can't see it. Doug Gottlieb, Jason Smith in for Dan and the Danettes, uh, Jeff Schwartz, our guest, longtime NFL lineman. Um, okay. I, I, this is an honest question I have. How are linemen, guys that do what your brother does well and you did okay? Kidding, of course. Um, <laughs> Jeff knows. Jeff knows. I'm, I'm messing with him. Um, I mean, his brother Mitchell is like a all pro. So he's I mean, very, he's, my brother's very good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He's so how do those 
how does this affect them? Like, I know there's these speakeasy gyms, right? Like, knock three times, yeah. and you can come in. But I would, I would guess that these giant men um, yeah. who, you know, look, you got to keep the body weight on, but you also have to keep your strength yeah. up. Like, how, how is this going to affect the NFL if they can't get into their facilities for a month and a half, two more months? Yeah, I have a friend who's operating one of those knock three times gyms right now out of his garage. Um, you know, I, I think a couple of things are a factor. One is that if you are quote unquote rehabbing, you actually are allowed to be at the facility working out. That's true. Um, yes. And so I don't know I don't know if a lot how many guys are using taking advantage of that. I don't know if it has to be a documented off season injury or how you can get in the facility. So there's a there's a possibility you can still go in and work out. But I think this is the biggest issue with returning to football on time. In my opinion, it's not so you know, so much the virus itself. It's that guys can't train right now, and it, it wouldn't worry me until I know that April 30th now is the day where kind of nationally we, we said, hey, we're going to sit this one out. If things don't reopen by then, it would kind of get me worried that guys can't get in shape enough to get ready to start the season. Because the reason why, and you, you guys know there's no surprise, the reason why you work out is obviously to be in shape, but it helps prevent injuries. If you're in shape, you can help prevent injuries. And football is a very physical game. If you can't work out, you can't build up that muscle and that strength and get used to exploding, then you can't play football. You're going to get hurt. And you know, we went through no offseason in 2011, but we worked out. We, it was, the gyms were open. It wasn't. It was just a lockout. So that's my biggest concern. It's not that we won't start on time because – we have too many sick people. It's we won't start on time because guys won't be ready to play because their bodies have not worked out enough. They're not in shape. And that's what worries me more than anything else. And so I think you're spot on there. That is a concern. I don't know how guys, I mean, my brother, for example, would probably be starting to work out now. Obviously they put an extra, you know, five weeks, um, but he can't, no one can work out. So that is a legit concern for both the college side and the NFL side. Eight years in the NFL as an offensive lineman. Check him out on SiriusXM NFL and college football analyst. And if you have a line on a really good backboard and hoop for his backyard, hit him up on Twitter, <laughs> at That's Jeff hilarious. Schwartz. That is at Jeff Schwartz. Jeff, as always, man, appreciate your time, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, guys. Have a good one. It's all about investing in resources, right? That's right. I mean, it, it Put is, all the money in the pool. What, is your yeah. kid going to be a swimmer? I mean, I guess. You got spits and stuff, but... You know, if you want a kid to be a hoop or an athlete, or just it's just a look, right? A certain look your house has to have. Yeah. Well, you if you're rich, you have to have a pool. Well, he's he's got a beautiful home, right? Beautiful home. If you look on social media, and he's got a hoop out front. Like, come on, man. Now, yeah, look, but the people are going to go there. They're not going to go there to play basketball. They're going to go there. Hey, what's the pool like? Oh, well, the pool. Let's go to that house for the pool. Pool's the amazing. Pool. Pool's a big drawing card. You need the hoop too, though. You know, I mean, not everybody need the can hoop say to be able to play dunk ball on it, hang on it. You need the need the real deal. Most need glass backboard. Most people, I can say, hey, I want to go to that house for the pool. I mean, it's your host. I would say, hey, I could go and play basketball with Gottlieb. I mean, that that's a little bit different. Well, you need a hoop. that's that's the you draw a, there. I'm just saying, you need the whole thing. You don't go halfway. Don't cut corners, right? You wouldn't mm. want to cut corners. I saw that the pool has a has a spa in it, like a hot tub in it, right? Yeah. Like you wouldn't put a pool in without a hot tub. You wouldn't put a pool that you couldn't heat in. Well, why would you put a basketball hoop in when it's a janky basketball hoop? Brought to you by Mercedes AMG, the Dan Patrick Show with Dan and the Danettes, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for them this week on a planned week of vacation. Be prepared for whatever comes your way in the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. And if you missed any of the Dan Patrick Show celebrity interviews this week from the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, just go to the Dan Patrick app and you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, Mercedes AMG driving performance. Coming up next, just how desperate, what lengths will the NFL go? 
go to to ensure they have a season. Uh, wait till we tell you a couple of things that are on the table for that. That's next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes. We have a planned week off. Thanks to Jeff Schwartz. Joined us a few minutes ago talking all big things of the National Football League. What's next for Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and getting a new backboard for his home. Uh, but this story is out now, uh, kind of piggybacking on the Kirk Herbstreet report from the few days ago that he'd be surprised if there was a college football season. Notice how there has been no follow-up from ESPN on that story. You know that Herbie, Herbie says it, and then suddenly, yeah, no, 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 there's no, 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 no. We're 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 we're, we're kind of shutting that down. We're not uh, we're not going forward with that with that uh, opinion as much as you would think they would go forward with anything that's going to get them clicks, uh, like anybody does, obviously. But I was really surprised that he says that and the lack of doubling down or interviews that he has done or things that have been done to publicize that after it got such a, a hot reception kind of surprised me the past few days. Yeah, I, I would say my guess is just a guess. Okay. And I don't know. My guess is that Herbie's been on conference calls um, and that's probably been thrown out there. You know, it's, it's a lot like, like, look, I think, I think president Trump, I think he wanted to reopen everything on Easter. I th- I think legitimately one, I think he wanted to stimulate the markets, you know, by saying something like that. And of course the market reacted positively after he said it going back to, I think it was last Friday. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, I don't think he came up with that on his own. It was, Hey, well let's, let's shoot for Easter. And I think there's equal sides of the, let's get this thing started as quickly as possible. And Let's also operate under the possible caution of a second wave coming, which is what 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 we're being warned of. Um, or that was just optimism I, of, hey, let's I, let's look to f- open it on Easter. Hey, gives people something yes, to look forward to. Yes. Maybe we can if we can. All right, because they already pushed it to May fifth now. Yeah, I just uh, I thought it was April thirtieth. It was pushed to. It was April thirtieth. Yes, I'm sorry. School was yes. pushed to May. That was the well, obviously in our lives, our, uh, my daughter's school now is pushed to at least May fifth. So that's that date in mind. But April thirtieth. Yes. So. So I, I look at it and I think, I, I think Herbie's just being, you know, he heard it and he's like, I don't, and look, college coaches are not able to have spring. They're not able to have their kids train. Um, I don't, I don't believe that there is the same, see, and as Jeff Schwartz pointed out, and it's true, you can have one trainer and one guy there if you're rehabbing in the pros. I don't, the problem with college campuses are that they're not, people aren't allowed in their facility. No one's allowed in their facility. I don't know about players, quote unquote, rehabbing, but you're so you're going to lose months upon months of training. You're talking about three months of of training. And how do you do it with the hours that you can have in the summer? What are you able to do football wise? They're going to have to. I, I believe we'll have a full football season, college and pro. I don't think it'll be affected all that much. Again, I just think there's too much money at play. Like we cannot shut down our economy for that long. Um, but. I, I do think that people are planning for a worst case scenario if this thing goes really, really, really bad and people don't uh, don't don't take the advice that's being given to them. And then you have to 
then you have to cancel stuff. You know, you got Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio, who had a big bombshell that he did in his mailbag uh, earlier this morning, saying that it's possible for the NFL games will be played in empty stadiums, possible some teams won't be able to play in their home markets, it's possible that no games will be played at all. I would say of, of all the things that are on the table right now, I, first of all, I think it's way too early to look and say, okay, we're not going to have football. All right, hang on a second. We're, we're talking about the second week of this. It's March. We have the draft is still a little bit less than a month away. Players take most of the month of June, end of June into July off anyway. I think it's really premature to say we're not going to have it. Right. But could I see a scenario in which some of the cities that are hardest hit by coronavirus, be it very difficult for them to want to play games there? Like, could I see New York teams playing in a different stadiums because New York is such a hot zone right now for it? Could I see them saying, you know what, we still can't have large gatherings if they if they continue to be hit as hard as they I could see that. I could see some teams having to move to less hot zones. That That's about as far as I'll go as to you know big changes for the NFL right now, because I just think it's way too early. But I could see that. If you're talking about two or three cities where, boy, it's really not safe, because look, New York every day is because everybody lives on top of one another. Mm-hmm. It's 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 such a difficult, it's such a big place that, that is lends itself to being a hotspot. I could see that. I could see, you know what? Jets and Giants have to go play someplace else for this year. You know, we have to figure something out, and they're going to play in Buffalo, or they're going to play in Washington, wherever they're going to do it. That's where they're going to have to play their home games. It's going to suck. But that's the one thing I can see right now being feasible in the fall. If you told me that was a case, I could say, all right, I could see that for a couple of teams. Yeah, look, I, I'm, again, I'm, I'm ever the optimist. I do think that whether it's the malaria drugs working or all the, the millions and millions of dollars being pumped into research to find uh, a cure for this thing, um, I, I, I tend to believe that we'll, we'll get a handle on it. But you know what this is? This is, this is uh, very similar if you live in a coastal community in the East Coast. This is like a hurricane where you're like, all right, there's a big one that's just now reaching the, about to reach the shore. And if it turns and at the very wrong moment and it's the, what do they, what do they grade them? I forget what they grade that, you know, it's a cat, category, category five, category, right, category, right. the category five, like this is worst case. We got a plan for worst case scenarios. Um, and you know, what you, what you don't want is, you know, it to turn on you and it to get, I, again, I, I'm hoping this thing swipes us and there's yeah, obviously there's been some damage and lives lost. Uh, you just hope it's minimal. Um, but I look, that's, that's the smart approach. Anything that's that by the way, is what LeBron James should have said. Anything's on the table. They want us to play an empty gym, play an empty gym. They want us to sit. We'll sit. They, they want us to wait. We'll wait. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. I'll continue to train, raise my family. It's like, that's really all you can say. Cause otherwise being the guy who called it, you look like Trump, like, Hey, uh, Easter, like, yeah, no, not even close to Easter. (laughs) Right. Or being the guy, if you're Herbie, we're not going to have football this year. We're going to have football this year. I, I tend to believe we'll be okay. It's just the feeling like we're not okay. Cause we're just people who doesn't struggle to be told not just what you can do, what you can't do. Right. Like that's Mm -hmm. just not who we are as people. No, we're used to doing whatever we want to yes. do. And it's it's tough. That's yes. why it's tougher than it should be for us right now. It should be easier to sit at home and okay, don't go out or go out when you need to get groceries, come back, sit at home, enjoy your family, be safe, practice social distancing, go out and talk to your neighbors. That should be an easy thing to do, but I'm surprised that it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Turns out your neighbors are not that fun. Turns out your kids kind of annoying. Wow, look at you. <laughs> Dub Gottlieb, misanthrope. No, I'm just, 
I'll I'll say this. I'll say that uh, I I do think teachers are going to go back in and ask for a raise and probably get it right. Like who's like, oh man, I can't do that. On the other hand, what kid's going to want to go back to school when they've been popping up their laptop and doing school in their jammies? Yeah. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Coming up next, we'll get into what LeBron James had to say as well as other ideas the NBA has to keep the season going. Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 